Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Today's episode 114, and I am less stuffed up. Getting over that cold I had in the last episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that workout Wednesday, however. Today is a Foodie Friday. Foodie Friday. In today's show, um, I talk about how to lose weight without counting macros, without without tracking your food, without weighing, without opening up the app, the notepad, however you roll with it. How do you do how do you get in good shape and how do you get healthy? How do you lose weight without doing that? Because some people really don't like it. And I've experienced that a lot. Personal training is that uh, some people just don't want to track, right? And that's okay, right? As a trainer, you have to be flexible and you have to give people direction in a way that they'll actually follow. And that's what I'm doing today. So if you guys don't like tracking food, you hear me always talking about it. Maybe you don't want to do it and maybe you can't do it. Maybe it's not sustainable for you. I give you some more options in this show. It's kind of a mini-sode, a little short episode today as I'm kind of in a rush uh, to get out of here today for work. So uh, it'll be a little shorter, but hopefully you guys enjoy it and hopefully it's really actionable. You can just take this advice and plug it right away into your life. That's what I'm after. This is episode 114 of the Triple F Podcast and I'm Jordan Stoltz. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. Foodie Friday. It is Foodie Friday. It's the end of another week, October 20, 2017, and I'm Jordan Stoltz, the host of the Triple F Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the show, and I am excited for today's topic. Today, I'm talking about how to lose weight without counting macros. Even though this episode's a little shorter, it's something, hopefully, you guys, if you don't like counting and weighing and tracking your food, uh, hopefully, you can really uh, use this advice right away in your lives. So on Monday, I have an interview coming out, um, so stay tuned for that. Be sure to subscribe to the show if you're not, so you get that episode when it comes out. Um, it'll be out early in the morning on Monday. That's going to be an interview with Zach Evanesh uh, from New Jersey, the underground strength guy, the go-to. And it was a great interview. I'm really looking forward to you guys hearing that one. Hopefully, you like him and the mindset he brings and the passion he brings about strength conditioning and just about a strong life and a strong mind. Uh, That's coming out Monday, so be sure you subscribe. Also today, since I'm talking about nutrition, I I would be remiss if I did not mention my online coaching products that I have. Just finished writing a program actually this morning, and I was pretty excited about it. Um, all body weight and sandbags was one I wrote this morning. So I'm pretty flexible in writing programs and I always do it custom uh, to whoever purchases the program. I never do a cookie cutter program. It's always custom. Um, and then I also get nutrition recommendations as well. That coaching, uh, different levels, different prices, the application for that, if you apply, then I'll get back to you um, just because I want people really serious that are into it. Uh, that's triplefpodcast.com slash products www.tripletheletterfpodcast.com slash products. Check out the coaching application there and also the macro guide. So 
I'm talking today, like I said, about how to lose weight without counting macros. Like what do you, what does someone do if they don't want to count? Because as a personal trainer, I've seen this a lot. I always sit down with clients, uh, like an initial interview, kind of an initial consultation. Um, and like when I worked for a commercial gym, we'd always sit down with them and talk about needs, talk about goals, talk about preferences and in those preferences, I always talk about nutrition, you know, how many meals you prefer to eat, uh, what kinds of foods do you like, what's your diet look like now, maybe I'll have them write down their food for a day or so, just so I get an idea of what and how much they're eating, um, but I also talk about counting a lot with them, right, I talk about it's important that they know how much food they're eating, and it's important that they hit these certain numbers that I give them, so I talk to them about this, and I would just mention this when I was first, first a trainer is that, you know, I want you to count, I want you to track, I want you to do this for a little bit just so you can get familiar with food, uh, like energy quantity. Uh, and some people didn't like that, right? And that's what I figured out in my first uh, like few months as a personal trainer was that some people don't want to track. Some people are very turned off by that meticulous counting. That's why they're hiring a trainer, right? That's why they have a coach is so they don't have to do things like track their food, weigh their food, you know, be really go through that monotonous process and that meticulous work. They really more so just want to have everything done for them. That's why things like meal plans are really popular where people are write the exact foods that you should eat because it just takes out the work and the effort on the customization part of it for the client. So I noticed that when I was a personal trainer that, uh, you know, some people just don't want to track. And I've noticed this too, as I've gone through the podcast that I've mentioned tracking, I've talked about tracking, even in my interviews, some people are all for it. Some people think you shouldn't. And even the listeners, like even some of you guys have mentioned to me, you know, I don't, or some people say I've tracked for a long time and maybe it's time to get away from that. Some people say they don't want to track at all. You know, how do you reach the goals without tracking? That's where I'm basing this episode off of. Um, but yes, I mean, some people just don't want to track. I do recommend that people track and that is my most optimal nutrition protocol is, uh, that people will track for at least a period of time. If they purchase an online coaching program with me, it's 12 weeks. And then, you know, a lot of times I'll buy a second one. And if they, if they want to get the second one, especially that first program, I'll tell them to track their food throughout that whole thing. Um, get used to that process, get used to how it feels and what the certain amounts of food feel like. And then the second one, maybe start, start ditching it a little bit. I recommend counting it just so you get familiar with food quantities. I mean, a cup of rice is maybe less than you think. Maybe four ounces of chicken is more than you think, right? And maybe things that you didn't think have a lot of calories have a lot of calories like salad dressing or peanut butter, you know, the different things you might overeat. Um, so that's why I have people measure, weigh, and track. But today's episode is what do you do if you don't want to do this, right? I'm going to get into the meat and potatoes of today's show right now. So in reality, tracking, even though I have people do it, even though I like to track food myself, and even though I recommend it for everybody, it's not sustainable, which is a red flag, right, as far as fitness, food, and freedom is concerned, because it doesn't meet those three aspects. It doesn't make you fit, it's not good food, or it is good food maybe, but uh, it doesn't 
allow you that freedom, right? It's not sustainable because it really enslaves you into that. It really kind of actually creates a weird relationship with food, I think, if you track for a long time. Now, keep in mind, I do recommend tracking at first, and that's like a learning period, but I'm talking about people that track everything all the time for years, right? For years. And this might be you. Uh, It's not sustainable though, and it's not healthy and it's unrealistic to think of food that way. Um, for, For an example, I mean like it's, it's putting those numbers on the food, right? That's the weird relationship I'm talking about is like, you're constantly associating every food with numbers. You're taking out the enjoyment factor, the social factor, and everything's about hitting certain numbers and, you know, twisting things. And some people are into that. Some people like that. But for a lot of people, it's not sustainable. It's unrealistic to be meticulously counting like that. And a lot of times, unless you're a person who likes it and you know you like it, a lot of times it's actually going to end in this yo-yo dieting that I've talked about in the last few weeks just because you go through all this effort, you go all in, you're tracking everything, you're being super detailed, and then you're going to kind of fall off that wagon, stop tracking. And because you've been tracking so carefully and just associating the numbers with the food and not necessarily other things, um, when you stop tracking, it's going to be just like a food festival, right? You're not going to know how much you're eating. You're going to unconsciously eat a lot when you're thinking that you're not tracking. So it's important to build up good habits and to you know focus on food quality, focus on how the food makes you feel and the energy you get from it. That's why tracking necessarily isn't for everybody. Now for the alternatives. There are alternatives to macro counting, and there's alternatives to losing weight without tracking your food. Uh, My favorite alternative, and basically the template that I would use to, to lose weight without counting macros, is to be very consistent in your training. That's step one. And to ramp up your conditioning and your heavy lifting. Those two things right there are going to make a huge difference in your body composition, how your body will use food as far as fuel is concerned, and uh, it's going to you know really rev up your metabolism, really. So what I mean by this is just I need you to be doing at least three to four heavy lifting workouts a week. That means it can be full body, upper, lower, bodybuilding splits, whatever you're into, whatever your coach has for you, whatever you are doing at the moment, whatever you enjoy, but it should be heavy. It should be resistance training. It doesn't have to be barbells, but it should be resistance training, whether it's bands, sandbags, body weight, uh, maybe dumbbells, kettlebells, whatever it is, it should be resistance and it should be hard, right? You should have to put that stress on your metabolism and on your muscles. Uh, That needs to be done consistently three or four days a week. Also, do not skip conditioning. I think way too many people skip the conditioning part of their workouts. And this has been something I've been experimenting with my workouts is really ramping up the conditioning um, and really focusing on it at the end of the workouts and on off days. You want to stay active every single day. That's part one of your conditioning. Part two of your conditioning is hard sessions, you know, maybe a couple times a week, maybe after every lifting session if your goal is fat loss. 
But do not skip it. You know, if you add in that 10, 15 minutes of conditioning after every lift, you're active for 30 to 60 minutes every day. That's a lot of activity that you didn't have before. That's a lot of calories burned. And that's a lot. That's a big safety net, really. And with the heavy lifting, your metabolism is going to be racing and you're going to use food a lot better. Now, the next step here, if you're lifting heavy consistently, you're having this hard resistance training and you're focusing on the conditioning. The next thing is to focus on real food. Okay, this is another good alternative to macro counting, and especially it's effective when it's paired with this conditioning and heavy lifting model. Because when you make good choices with food quality, when you make good choices with the type of food you're eating, and which is where it comes from even, you're probably going to eat less of it, and you're probably going to make better choices. You're going to be less likely to binge. The foods that people are more likely to binge are the sugary and salty foods, and that's how they're made, right? They're made in labs, so you want to keep on eating them. I'm not saying sugar is evil. I'm not saying sodium's evil, but those things are, they're addictive to our brains, and our brains want to keep on eating them. They're specially formulated for that, right? Those foods that you would say, quote unquote, are junk foods. Now, if you track, you can kind of control how much you eat of those things. That's why I like tracking, because you can show somebody that you're able to fit in these foods in a flexible way. However, if you really don't want to track and you want instead to do things more intuitively, if you really are hitting your heavy lifting and conditioning hard, just focusing on that high quality real food is going to be a game changer. So, you know, natural proteins, just meat, eggs, maybe even dairy for some people, um, beans, lentils, that kind of thing, carbs, or starches like potatoes, sweet potatoes, maybe rice, uh, and then your car, uh, your fats, excuse me, are basically like things like coconut oil, um, avocados, different kinds of other oil, butter, that kind of thing. These things that, I mean, the rule, if it had a face, if it grew out of the ground, eat that, right? Lots of vegetables, lots of fruits, lots of meats, and you're getting a great diet. So you're focusing on that high-quality kind of natural food pathway, you're going to naturally avoid some of the problems that high sugar and high sodium foods bring. So like everything, I just recommend that you try it, right? That's basically what it's going to come down to. I'm going to wrap this episode up, but uh, it comes down to just trying and do what works best for you. Some people like that meticulous counting, like me, and they like to actually keep themselves accountable with numbers. Some people that's terrible for. Some people they hate that. Some people that's not sustainable for them. Some people that'll make them go off the rails worse than if they didn't track. Some people need the lifestyle change of just choosing better foods, choosing whole foods, and really focusing on the consistency in the gym. If you do those things, the consistency and the quality foods, uh, you know, you're going to see success and you're going to be able to lose weight. That's a great recipe for success. And then if you even throw in tracking later, that's going to be like an amazing combination is tracking good quality foods um, and hitting the gym hard with conditioning and heavy lifting. Basically, what it comes down to is people are making poor choices in food and people aren't going to the gym consistently and hitting it hard. They're not pushing themselves. And I think if you really push yourself in the gym and really want to get better there um, and then really want to make good choices as far as what you put in your body, I think you'll see the progress without necessarily tracking macros. Tracking macros might be useful and it might be a good tool at first, and that's why I recommend it. 
But for some people, this is a great alternative and it's a great way to lose weight without that food tracking. Foodie Friday. Thank you guys for joining me for another Foodie Friday. That's episode 114 of the Triple F Podcast. And I'm Jordan Stoltz. I got to run, everybody. But thank you for listening to this short episode. And hopefully it sheds some light on kind of this weird topic and uh, really a place where people tend to have camps, right? Some people are all for tracking. Some people are all for clean eating. But in reality, they're both useful and they both both can be used for the same goal. There's lots of different paths to get in shape. The key is consistency. The key is finding what works for you. And the key is just putting in the work, right? So that's today's week, right? This week of podcast is all over. I'll see you guys well on Monday for that interview being released. Be sure to check out triplefpodcast.com slash products for the coaching options I talked about earlier in the show. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting the podcast. We're growing and it's exciting. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host, and this is the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.